And welcome in to another great edition of Strong Style. I'm your host, Jeremy the Impact York. That makes this Impact Media's weekly MMA, pro wrestling, and combat sports show. Welcome in. It has been a week. It is. It has uh, been quite a week. Uh, a lot of long hours grinding things out. Uh, still a little under the weather. No, I'm kicking this thing flat. I really am. I am. I am trying to do to this uh, sinus whatever this is. It's that uh, it's almost run its course. I am doing to this thing what Frank Mir did to Brock Lesnar's leg in their first fight. Don't at me, bro. But. We're going to do our best. I'm going to try not to clear my throat 100 million times during this. If I do, I apologize in advance. I will try to keep coughing pits from happening. In all fairness, I haven't had that many of those lately. Tons and tons to get into. Obviously, we'll get into the WWE stuff first. But, I mean, you got Dynamite. You got Rampage. Impact Wrestling has some pretty good stuff cooking. Rick of Honor is really rounding things out. There is a... It's not a rumor anymore, but there is something that happened in Real of Honor that crossed over. There was a crossover, basically, without there being an official crossover, but uh, it's pretty significant. It's definitely pretty significant. And, of course, we'll talk uh, UFC Fight Night. We'll talk Bellator. Uh, let's see, Bellator, Bellator did not have an event this week. No, they did. They did have one this weekend. we got to talk about it here in a minute, too. There it is, Bellator 271. But, as we always do, let's start with WWE. I am just mainly going to go over the big stuff. Because some of this is just filler for their show, and I don't think it's really going anywhere. I think it's just, let's put random people in matches. Which is fine, because not every, not every, not every match has to be a main event, you know? Now, fair warning, the, what they have on the TV in the background here is the Falcons-Patriots game. So if you hear me uh, hysterically laughing, it's because the Falcons are probably on offense or trying to stop the offense of Mac Jones and the Patriots. And uh, I'm not even a Patriots fan, but I don't think Atlanta's going to chance tonight. That being said, let's get into some Monday Night Raw. Oh, as always, if you want to follow the show, this particular show, at Team Impact Media on Twitter. You guys know at the Impact 99 on all of the platforms will find me, which will also find links to the show. Um, what else am I missing? You can find us on Facebook. We're going to consolidate some of that soon, make it a little easier for you guys. And we are working on some swag, some impact media swag, hopefully for the holidays, if you guys are so inclined. Plus, it still goes to mention, if you see me at any event. Now, if you're related to me, that's different. If you see me at a public event... Flag me down. Say, hey, come on over. You got a chance? 
Even if I can't right there, I promise you I will come back. And we take a selfie. Or you, uh, yeah, we take a selfie. You put it up on the social media. You tag me. You tag the show. I'll send you some swag. Uh, a, sh- a shirt. Uh, koozie. Tie. I don't know what other kind of swag we're working on. But it, if at nothing else, I will send you an Impact Media shirt of your choice. Because we still have some of the old ones. Or still have access to the old designs. The board check ones and the things like that. Uh, the, the team impact ones, if you want those. But the new ones are going to be pretty cool, too. Hit us up. Questions, comments, suggestions. Give us a rating and review at wherever you, you listen to this show. If that's Spotify, if that's uh, Anchor, if that's the iTunes Store, if that's Facebook, whatever. Wherever you find this, let us know what you think. We love hearing from you guys. Now, let's talk about Monday Night Raw. Things that are either interesting or off the walls. Oh, my gosh. Just going crazy for them. They, they start off with what is going to be one of my favorite feuds until they screw it up. And when I say they, I'm talking about the WWE, not the people involved. Seth Rollins and Kevin Owens. These are two guys who just, every time the lights are on, they shine. Kevin Owens probably wants Russell to mop in the backstage, and the mop went on to be the world champion. Seth Rollins had a promo battle with with a bucket. Well, the bucket bucket was three-time tag team champion. These two understand the game. Speaking of the game... Shout out Triple H. Hope you're uh, healthy and healing very soon. And I look forward to seeing you back uh, behind the curtain. He's good. Last we heard. Seth Rollins versus Kevin Owens. It doesn't need to be for a belt. It's not going to get creepy like with Seth Rollins with the Edge's house. Because Kevin Owens probably wouldn't care if Seth Rollins went to his house. These two... Are unbelievable. Kevin Owens has a well. They both have a very brash, spare the moment style that just is off the charts. And you put two guys who are very good at playing off of other people together. This is main event worthy. It probably won't be because it's not for a belt. But what Seth Rollins brings to the table is he has this conniving, just dastardly, oh my goodness, I cannot believe what he just did. And Kevin Owens has a very Stone Cold-like effect on people in that he's just going to see right through your bullcrap. And he's going to come down there, he's going to punch you right in the mouth. He's going to kick you in the stomach, and he's going to drop you with a stunner. I mean, there's so much more to Kevin than that. There's so much more to Rollins than that. But those two things, you just know. Rollins is doing everything to paint the picture that Kevin Owens likes to backstab people. So what? doesn't matter. Kevin Owens is trying to fight to save his reputation. So what? What does that matter? These two need to go at it, and I am all... All for it. 
absolutely all for it, and you should be too. Uh, tag team thing is a mess. This is all from last Monday. I have not seen anything from this week. I know there's been some differences from what I'm going to say. Uh, Lashley dominates Dominic. A lot of play on words there. Lashley needed a, a, a get back, flag waving, hello, remember I'm the badass who used to be champ. When, and this is what this did here. And in the process, Dominic is no longer on the Survivor Series team. Bobby Lashley is. Now, you could argue you could argue why was Dominic on it to start with. It was a good nod. But what this is all working towards, I think uh, by this week, Ray may or may not be on the team as well. It is what it is with him. It's, it's, he, he's, on, he's on the retirement tour. We know that. Ray Mysterio, as good as he is, he, he's not going to retire, but he's on... He's rounded the base pass for the for the the final time probably in WWE. So we know the split's coming. <clears throat> I guess if your drinking game is how many times your drinking game for the night is is uh, take a drink every time I clear my throat. You uh you may not make the back half of the of the show, but no, we know the split's coming. We've talked about it here, Ray has done as much for Dominic as he can do outside of one thing. And that's get out of his way. Ray is in no way holding Dominic back. Do not get me wrong in that. Do not misunderstand what I'm saying there. Ray is not holding his son Dominic back. By the way, Dominic a lot older than I thought he was. I thought he was in his 20s. Turns out he's in his 30s, I believe. So the big things that happen with this match. Lashley gets his big win. Dominic gets taken off the Survivor Series team. I think this is eventually going to set up Ray versus Dominic. Maybe Survivor Series. Maybe later on. And also, there well, there are two things Ray has left to do. Get out of Dominic's way. But before he does that, put him up. And we know by put him over, I mean... Dominic needs to be ready. Because that will show everybody he's ready. Dominic is a solid performer. He's a solid performer. He's dead in the middle card. He's doing really good. But this split has got to happen. Like I said, Ray can even stay in the company and go on to do other things. That's fine. He can go wrestle other places if you want. That's fine too. Dominic needs the deck cleared, and in order to do that, he's got to defeat his father and send his father packing, at least away from himself. Big things happen, you know? Big things happen. Uh, not sure what Lashley's going to end up doing. I know it's going to be on the Survivor Series scene. Survivor Series is a way for them to feature a lot of people without it really meaning a lot. So we'll see what happens after that. We need to find Lashley a solid opponent. He still needs a rematch at some point with Big E, but not right now. We need to find him a solid opponent moving forward. And glancing over the roster right now, I don't see one. I don't see one yet for Lashley. So we'll have to get into that later. 
Um, what else happened? All right, this was just a good moment. I just want to talk about this because it was a good moment. It was comedy. It was it was fun. It was well done. Uh, Reggie defended the 24-7 title against Drake Maverick. Drake Maverick finds a way to to uh, get the win, to which he goes outside to avoid the, the, the mob, to where Tozawa rolls him up, and he's the new champ. Not to be outdone, Corey Graves, well, he rolls Tozawa up, and now he's the 24-7 champion. Congratulations, Corey Graves. Too bad you didn't get to enjoy it very much, because Byron Saxon decided, you know what, I could do that too. He, uh, he ended Corey's reign really quickly. Drake ended his reign on top of that. Congratulations, Byron Saxon, by the way. I believe that was his first championship. Drake gets back into the ring. Reggie finds a way to defeat him as well. Reggie gets the belt all back. But it was a funny moment. It was a great moment. If you didn't see it, go back and see it. It was about 10 minutes of just chaos and fun. That's what that belt's about is fun moments, comedy relief. Sometimes Raw gets way too serious. Um, Other things that could have happened. They're really building up Liv Morgan right now. Which is fine. It's somebody different. I'm not going to say she doesn't deserve it or, oh, this other person, it should be that. No. Liv Morgan has more than paid her dues, and she deserves big moments. So, good for her. She won a big uh, multi-woman match with Bianca Carmella. Zelina Vega, and Rhea Ripley. I think, I don't know if she gets a future title shot or whatever she gets, but good for Liv Morgan. Good for her. Uh, and then we had Seth versus Kevin Owens. Austin Theory played a role in it to where uh, Seth actually wins by a countout, which means this feud is long from being over. Long from being over. Uh, let's move to SmackDown. At SmackDown, they announced the Women's Survivor Series team. It is Shotzi. I don't know why they're not calling Shotzi Blackheart anymore. Shotzi very much deserves love the heel turn. Shayna Baszler, Aaliyah, Natalia, and then Sonya Deville comes out and goes, oh yeah, Sasha Banks. Naomi comes out and wants to know why it's not her. Because, that's why. Uh, then all of them have a match where Aaliyah rolls up Natalia. Aaliyah, to be her first time really on the main roster, she did good. She had some solid moments. She now joins everybody else with a win over Natalia. I think the only person who doesn't have a win over Natalia on the main roster is, well, Natalia. Once again, I would tell you what I'm taking a sip of, but they do not sponsor the show. Well, if they wanted to, you know where I'm at. But, <coughs> I guess uh, clear my throat coughing fit there. I, I Go ahead and take another sip. But uh, either way, there's a lot going on with this. Shotzi is now going to be heel. I look forward to it. Shane is a heel. Aaliyah gets uh, taken off the Survivor Series team. 
it was a little choppy. She's way better than that. I think she was nervous. But either way, it was a good win for her at least. But uh, not just not sure where they're going to go with it from there. Um, Los Lotharios had a pretty good win over uh, Rick Boogs and Shinsuke Nakamura. Los Lotharios, man. Uh, Angel Garza and Humberto Carrillo, the cousins. They like I said, are going to tear up the tag team division in a good way. I would say around Royal Rumble, I could see the tag team titles on their waist, and they would deserve it. They're really fluid. They're really good. They're really exciting. They got a good look. You could market that. You could really, even if they're bad, they have this Eddie Guerrero quality to them where everybody just loves them, whether they're good or bad. Really push that. They kind of hinted at a Charlotte Tony Storm thing, but uh, here's an idea. If you're going to do that, you can't not use Tony Storm for three weeks. A lot of people forgot who she was. I didn't. I'm, she's one of my personal favorites. But her versus Charlotte, I look forward to that. But you've got to build it up better than them just walking into each other. Got to do better than that. And for people who don't know, go back and watch some of Tony Storm's matches in NXT. Uh, she had some just fantastic ones. NXT UK, she did a fantastic job. She held on the fort there for a long time before moving over. I don't know that she's the one who would take the title off Charlotte right now because she's not as established. But when she is, then um, look forward to it. She's going to do some fantastic things. It's not that significant, but Sami Zayn lost to Jeff Hardy, and now Sami is out of the Survivor Series team. I really don't understand what they're doing with Sami Zayn, and I kind of look forward to him running his contract out and going somewhere else. Although, clearly Ring of Honor is not where he can go now. They had a thing where Cesaro and Rich Holland kind of got into it verbally. I don't like it because Rich's first opponent should not be Cesaro, and Cesaro should not be taking on the rookie. If anything, they should partner up. But Rich says he's good buddies with Sheamus, which means zero when Sheamus is not there to confirm or deny it. And we'll just see if it goes anywhere. It it was almost like the Tony Storm Charlotte thing, where it's just like, uh, hey, we've got five minutes to fill. Oh, let's have these two random people run into each other. Um, and then, alright, this is pretty significant. Xavier Woods and Roman Reigns. I guess you guys are taking another drink there, but Roman versus Xavier Woods. King Woods. Woods wins by DQ because of the Usos, and more importantly, he, uh, his crown gets taken by the Usos and given to Roman Reigns. As much as I don't like it taken away from him, this is stacking up to be a really fun feud. They're showing that Xavier Woods is good enough to wrestle anybody, 
and he is. He absolutely is. And the fact that Roman took the crown, head of the table, now with a crown, perfect. Absolutely perfect. I love what they can do with this. Um, they Here's what they're doing with the Brock Lesnar thing, too. They're delaying this. I would be willing to bet he's going to show up here soon. There are some TV tapings coming up to where it says he's going to be there. That kind of ruined the storyline. But that'll be down the road. But until then, Roman has, has taken on the New Day before, but taking on King Woods is a whole different ballgame. I really want to see where they go with this because now it is painting the New Day at an even higher level than the Usos. The Usos are still one of the best tag teams. They're still the tag champs. But they are the they are the underlings of Roman Reigns, and Roman Reigns is going toe-to-toe with the New Day. So that puts him on a whole other level to where after this, not sure that the New Day can necessarily do a whole lot of tag things. It's kind of painting them in a corner. But it also just shows you how good Roman Reigns is. Uh, let's go to NXT. Because we didn't have... No. Okay, good. NXT. Uh, we find out that Zoe Stark tore her ACL and meniscus which means uh, she's going to be out a little while. So that led to Io Shirai and KC Squared, otherwise known as Caden Carter and KC Canizaro, a.k.a. a nickname I come up with them for them, or I come up with for them. Uh, they did not do that. They should do that. I really need to, really need to tell them that. Um, but they took on Toxic Attraction. J.C. Jane, Gigi Dolan, and Mandy Rose, and of course Toxic Attraction won. They currently hold the tag team titles and the women's title, the women's tag team titles. And I actually like the faction that they are. They are doing some just incredible things. Mandy Rose as the champ, I wouldn't have seen it anywhere but the way she did it for NXT. That was just masterful. It needed to come off of Gonzalez anyway. Her and Dakota Kai can get feud. I'll get into that in a minute. But Mandy Rose not only is a brunette, Mandy Rose with Gigi and, and uh, Jane behind her. I said they can really do some fun things. They could, they could make a really good run. They're, what they what they could do is similar to what Reigns and the Usos are doing on SmackDown. I, I think it could be up to that level. We'll just see what they can do with it. But I very much enjoyed it. Uh, I hope you guys are enjoying that part of it too. Um. The fact that Raquel Gonzalez and Dakota Kai got into it, and then Cora Jade got into it too. Not sure why we have to have a third person in the middle of that feud.
maybe it's so when they have a triple threat that, you know, instead of somebody taking a loss, it could be her. But you spend all this time spent building up Cora Jade. So if you just build her up only to have Dakota Kai run over her one week and then potentially run over her again, you didn't really solve the feud and you built up somebody for nothing. Um, let's see. Is there anything else? Oh, this whole pairing up maybe of Electra Lopez, the female member of Legado del Fantasma, and Zion Quinn, one of the newcomers. This could be pretty, pretty entertaining, actually. Because you don't really have that power couple feel right now, because, I mean, the best power couple that they have is obviously uh, the Garganos. Johnny Gargano and um, Candice Array. But you don't really have that special special feel like that. So if you wanted to kind of pair some some other people up, I mean the the Dexter Loomis Indy Hartwell stuff was good, but what have they done with it lately? Nothing. But all this time building it up, it looked like the point of the whole thing was to pair up Dexter Loomis and Johnny Gargano as a tag team. What a weird way to, to go about it. It'd be like if you're standing in the front in your front yard and you want to go into your house and you walk all the way to the backyard, climb a ladder, and climb in through the chimney. Why not just go through the front door? Didn't didn't I I, I don't get it. I really don't. But what Electra Lopez and Zion Quinn kind of having some interesting interactions, including at one point her being in his arms. That means he could feud with the Gato del Fantasma. That means, you know, in the same way that they did here, where it's one of those, oh, it's forbidden, you should not be with him, that kind of thing. You know, this could be good. Zion Quinn would have some, some good fresh opponents. And, like I said, it's different. We don't have a couple like that. We don't have a duo like those two. Why not? Because she could still stay in Legato del Fantasma. And he could still stay as, as the, uh, the rogue outsider. What if they get in a four-on-four -four battle with some other, I don't know what faction, but some other group? Maybe two teams or something. Well, he could be the fourth. He could actually pair up with uh, the leader of Legato Hotel Phantasma that I just forgot his name. I know him by so many different things. There's just a lot of things they can really do with that, and I, for one, want to see what they're going to do with it. Um, That's pretty much it for NXT. Uh, let's go AEW. AEW Dynamite. We open up with 
what's another dream match? <coughs> and it's Daniel Bryan, or Bryan Danielson, rather, versus Rocky Romero. We saw Rocky Romero on Impact Wrestling. I think, was it this week we saw him? Yeah, we have to see him twice on TV this week. Great for him. Of course, Brian Danielson beats Rocky Romero, but we are seeing some of the best matchups with Danielson against all these people. We always want to see him face. We never got a chance to. But uh, just great overall and great to see Rocky Romero back on TV. He does a lot of stuff with New Japan. We just don't get to see it a lot over here because they're working out their TV deal and they're not on TV right now. You know, AEW did have their pay-per-view of the weekend, did they not? They did. So while we're talking about that, we'll have somebody look that up. Um, it's not really that significant. Ty Conti had a, had a pin over Rebel that was part of Britt Baker's team. They just led up to their, their full gear showdown. Um, we all get the search going on that. Um, what else was on Dynamite that was pretty good? Uh, Jungle Boy had a pretty good match with Anthony Bowens. Anthony Bowens is, is a very, very solid wrestler. Part of a tag team. Uh, he's he's the enforcer part of the tag team. The other guy's the mouthpiece. They're both pretty good. Um, but Jungle Boy had the win, but that's not the important part. The important part was that Bobby Fish attacked him, and that set up a match that they had on Rampage. Apparently, Adam Cole had his buddy, Bobby Fish, come and attack him so that he could try to take Jungle Boy out before the pay-per-view. Understood. Um, Leo Rush and Dante Martin... Defeated Matt Seidel and Lee Moriarty. Dante Martin again gets featured. They are really building up this kid. Uh, his his brother slash tag team partner is still out injured. So uh, it's nice to see him get featured like this. Uh, putting him with Leo Rush is good. Matt Seidel is good. And Moriarty was, was good to have in the match as well. But this uh, Dante Martin kid, man, they, they really think the world of him. They are definitely putting him in some good spots. <clears throat> There's your other drink moment. Um, as good as Pac is, he had a really good match with Dax Harwood. 
Tully Blanchard got involved, of course. But it has a lot to do with, with their match coming up and things like that. But, it's, like I said, as good as Pax is to see Dax go against, as good as Pac is to see Dax go toe-to-toe with him in a singles match, just speaks to the volumes of how good Dax is as well. Let's go to Rampage. We had Jungle Boy versus Bobby Fish. Of course, Adam Cole and everything. This was really, really good. Once again, Bobby Fish is, is doing what Brian Danielson is doing and having some of these dream matches that we never thought possible. And Fish can still go. The Fish is still very much in control. Um, Dante Martin this was in Minnesota which is where Dante Martin is from took on another Minnesota native in Aria Davari great match Aria Davari is uh, Davari from Impact Wrestling and formerly of WWE's little brother he's very good Uh, but Dante Martin, again, wins. Like I said, they really like this kid. Uh, Team Taz come out and uh, started trying to offer Dante a contract to join them. What will probably more than likely happen is instead he'll get to feud with all of them, which will, again, build him up in a singles capacity. And just it's exceptional to see what they want to do with this kid. Uh, the main event... It was a cluster, if there ever was one. Orange Cassidy versus Matt Hardy. Orange Cassidy just wants this thing to be over. Matt Hardy should really bring it up for the rest of us for whatever the role he's do he's taking nowadays. It was a lumberjack match. That's what made it the biggest cluster. In the end, Matt Hardy cheats and wins and so what. I agree. Let this be over. I'm kind of tired of seeing it. Uh, let's see. Impact Wrestling. No, AEW. Yeah, that's right. That's the whole reason I brought it up. AEW. Let's turn over here to see the full gear results. Uh, we got Hikaru Shida and Thunder Rosa who took on Jamie Hayter and Nyla Rose. I told you guys before, I'm pretty sure Shida and Thunder Rose, Rosa would probably win this because Hayter and Nyla Rose are... Not even friends, let alone tag partners. Sure enough, what happens? That. <clears throat> all of all of this match really did was just to um, it really just just you wanted all four of those ladies on a card. It really didn't have much more magic to it. MJF versus Darby Allen. Uh, MJF ends up with the win, but I think Darby Allen just continued to win everybody over. MJF the whole time had said he was going to beat Darby Allen. With the most basic hold? Well, he did. And um, what happened was Darby's skateboard got brought into the ring 
Darby handed the skateboard to the referee. As he did, as the referee turned his back, Maxwell Jacob Friedman put on his diamond ring, knocked Allen out, got rid of his ring, then picked him up and took a, uh, put him in a headlock takeover. They got the win. This was just an ungodly fantastic match. Might have been the the match of the card had something else not happened later. But these two, once again, are cornerstones. They're pillars of what AEW wants to do moving forward. And they once again proved that those two, Sammy Guevara, we'll go through the list. But those are at least the three pillars that they are banking on for the future. And future looks really, really good. Uh, we had the AEW Tag Team Championship. The Lucha Brothers defended against FTR. Lucha Brothers retained their titles. And uh, this was a pretty good match. It, it got a little muddy in some places, but um, FTR tried their usual tactics, and it ended up not working. Uh, these, these by far, are, the, are two of the best teams in the world, let alone just an AEW. I don't think it's over between the Lucha Brothers and FTR. And uh, let's all hope it's not. Miro versus Brian Danielson for the AEW World Championship Eliminator Tournament Finals. A.K.A. number one contender. This one. This one could have tore the house down as well had something else not happened later. Uh, This wasn't quite as good as MJF Darby Allin, but... Miro, to be as big as he is, is unbelievably good. Brian Danielson, to be as small as he is, is unbelievable. They uh, they played up Miro having neck issues, which meant that Daniel targeted the neck a lot. And uh, Danielson won. He is now the number one contender for the title, which we'll get to in a minute. Christian Cage and Jurassic Express took on the Super Click in a Falls Count Anywhere. I'm never the world's biggest fan of this. I like all six people involved. But it, I don't know, just... It comes down to Christian doing a... Or no, Jungle Boy doing a concerto. It passed from Edge to Christian. Now it looks like Christian is kind of giving it to Jungle Boy. Okay. It was crazy. It was chaotic. It was all over the place. But it was, it was entertaining. Highly entertaining. Once again, six really good competitors. Except for the match ran a little long. But hey, it happens. They were having fun. It was good. Christian Cage, Jungle Express win. So, I mean, it, it didn't matter who won that. It looks better if they win, I guess, so. <clears throat> uh, Cody Rhodes and Pac took on Malachi Black and Andrado or Andrade El Idolo. Uh, pretty solid match. Really thought this would be a little better. But given the teams involved with this, I mean, neither one of them have really been a team before. Cody Rhodes has been taken out by Malachi Black and Andrade before. Pac doesn't like either one of them. 
I mean, where was this going to go? This will hopefully go some more after this. But uh, it's still solid. Still solid. Cody Rhodes and Pac win. And uh, once again, it didn't really matter who won. It's a good match. <clears throat> CM Punk and Eddie Kingston. This was probably my favorite match of the card. Now, not my favorite moment, my favorite match. I very much enjoyed MJF Darby Allen. I very much enjoyed a lot of the other stuff. It wasn't really a moment I didn't like. But, watching the raw emotion of these two guys, there's something, or more than something, that happened somewhere in their past that uh, it, it came out. It came out during this match. This was just two rugged veterans who beat the holy hell out of each other. And not in some weird, let's use all the wrestling weapons under the ring. This was just, like I said, it's just raw emotion. It was two guys who needed to work out something. And that happens. Sometimes you have to be an adult and discuss things, and sometimes you have to be a kid just worrying it out. No, I don't condone fighting. Sometimes things got to get worked out. And these two seem to work it out. <clears throat> uh, great match. Great match. That's probably my favorite of the card. But I like both those guys really, really well. Uh, the Inner Circle took on Ethan Page, Scorpio Sky, Junior Dos Santos, Andre Orlovsky, and Dan Fatface Dipshit Lambert. Sorry for the language, but eh, what are we calling? <clears throat> In a Minneapolis street fight, Dan Lambert got his butt handed to him. Absolutely. A lot of tributes to Eddie Guerrero on the night. Um, a lot of, a <clears throat> uh, lot of, a lot of Jericho beating the crap out of Lambert. Um, wasn't the world's most organized match, but you got ten guys in a street fight, so and three of them are not professional wrestlers. What are you gonna do? It was a good match. Junior Dos Santos, JDS, and Arlovsky, Hunter Arlovsky, they more than held up their end of the bargain. They absolutely held up their end of the bargain. But um, in the end, the inner circle win, as they should. Not sure where this goes from here. But uh, we may have seen the last of Dan Lambert for a little while. Sammy Guevara come out and had an open challenge. <coughs> Sorry about that. But he had an open challenge for his TNT championship. Suggesting that um, there be a match on Wednesday. He came out of the ring and said, yeah, you know, this, this upcoming Wednesday, let's have an open challenge match. I have an open challenge for the TNT title. Anybody, that's fine. It doesn't matter. Between here and there, we'll figure it out. 
And then, the thing about Ring of Honor that I have to tell you has to do with this. Because there's somebody who answered his challenge. Former Ring of Honor. He answered his challenge at the pay-per-view. And that would be Jay Lethal. Jay Lethal is going to challenge Sammy Guevara for the TNT title on Wednesday. Or I guess it happened this Wednesday. I haven't watched. We'll be watching that very shortly after this. Holy crap. You talk about dream matches. Jay Lethal versus anybody in AEW. Jay Lethal's another one of those guys. He could wrestle a, a box of Cheez-Its, and you would think the Cheez-Its were the uh, greatest United States champion of all time. By the way, Cheez-Its, if you want to sponsor the show, get at me. I consume your product a lot. Um, Guevara was so impressed by it that he left the ring, went up to the ramp, accepted the challenge. And then that left us the main event. That while it was probably the second or third best match on the card, had the best moment. And that was <clears throat> Kenny Omega defending the AEW World Championship against Hangman Adam Page. I would say Adam Page is the fourth cornerstone that they're going to build on going forward. I mean, that's safe to say, right? Anyway, these two came to play. It was it was it was a, a five star match by far. It was so good. And in the end, your new AEW World Champion is Hangman Adam Page. Finally gets over the hump. He finally beats Kenny Omega. I don't want to hear any excuses about how Omega needs shoulder or neck surgery or what. No. The plan all along when AEW started was to build things up and be able to hand over the reins to some of the youth at certain points. That point presented itself right here. <clears throat> and Hangman, this is how cool it was. After he won, the Dark Order came out and helped celebrate. Remember, he's not a member of Dark Order, but they consider him a buddy. It was just exceptional. He, he, he had the tears. He, he's going to be a great champion going forward. Because we all know that Brian Danielson is number one contender. Brian Danielson versus him is going to be fantastic, but Hangman's going to win that. I 100% believe he's going to win that. So, congratulations to Hangman. And just an unbelievable moment, a great moment for AEW. So, I mean, you could have picked any of those moments to be the crowning achievement moment. They had one of the most solid pay-per-views you could have. Man, just, just wow! They just, they just crushed it. They absolutely crushed it, as they've been, have been doing for a good bit now. Let's talk Impact Wrestling. 
things they have going right now. They've got a three-way feud between the Bullet Club, the Good Brothers, and Finn Juice. It's interesting because they're going to have to build up the Bullet Club. I like this incarnation of the Bullet Club, but people aren't as familiar with them. So I want to see some fun things they do with them. But overall, I like that you are including all three of these teams in this feud. Uh, Minoru Suzuki ran over Caleb with a K, but Suzuki, man, he is such a legend. It's one of those for a bar fight breakout. I hope Suzuki's on my side, because if he's not, I'm probably going to be on the losing end. Um, Decay. Female Decay, otherwise known as Rosemary and Havoc, ran over the undead bridesmaids, and then the Inspiration were out, and they showed up. Uh, Decay versus the Inspiration, the rematch is going to be really good. The Inspiration, of course, being the former Iconics, this is going to be good. The tag team division over in Impact Wrestling starting to heat up. As it should. Um, Rocky Romero got to wrestle for a second time this week, or he's on TV. Impact Wrestling does about a month or two's worth of tapings within a few days, so there's a chance he wrestled a while back. But uh, he lost to Rohit Raju, but hey, Rocky Romero, man, still a plus in my book. And, yeah, main event was kind of garbage, so I ain't going to talk about it. Ring of Honor. I just told you we just saw Jay Lethal in AEW. According to reports, he's done with Ring of Honor. He's not even going to show up to the December pay-per-view. That's all over it is. Which tells me that Ring of Honor is really hanging on by some threads. Because you let everybody out of their contracts, pretty much. But you uh, say you're just going to take a quarter off, reassess things, and start back up. If you start back up, apparently you're going to be missing half your roster. Because your roster is going to be other places or in contracts that they can't void to come back to you. So unless you know something I don't know, like... I don't know, Kevin Owens or Sami Zayn could return. But even then, you can't base Ring of Honor on one of those guys. You, not on, not on Sami Zayn. I mean, you know? Because then we'll just know that they're just going to put over everybody you bring in. But uh, Ring of Honor didn't hold... Some good matches. They had Caprice Coleman versus Ken Dixon, who's an up-and-comer. Balonis and Bruiser was out there. They attacked Caprice after the match. It was good to see Caprice back in the ring. He's been on commentary for a while. He's actually a really solid performer. Uh, pretty good tag match. You had PJ Black and Flip Gordon, who are apparently going to tag moving forward. Apparently going to tag other places in Ring of Honor, because... There's seriously three weeks before Ring of Honor's last show until April. If that happens. 
But uh, PJ Black and Flip Gordon, when it gets OGK, the original kingdom of Mike Bennett and what is that other guy's name? <clears throat> I don't know. I can't remember. But OGK ends up with a win in that one. But PJ Black and Flip Gordon, they they have some pretty cool moves and. I actually want to see them more than the OGK, and I'm, I'm, oh, Matt Taven, that's the other one, Matt Taven and Mike Bennett. I like both those guys. I like them together even, but PJ Black, Flip Gordon are exciting, so look forward to more of that. And then we had the foundation of Tracy Williams, Rhett Titus, and Jonathan Gresham, who took on The Righteous, which is Vincent, Dutch, and Bateman before the match. This was the weird part. Before the match, they called out Lethal for, and they took some comment he said where he doesn't even like the foundation. He's had it in the back, and they had it played a bunch of times. I don't know. It seemed kind of weird. But uh, that made it where the foundation was a little weird with having him out there. They eventually walk him to the back. I, th I think it just he didn't like that. I don't know if how long ago they did this taping, but... It's like if they caught wind of him going to AEW under their tutelage because they let him out of the contract and then they wanted to bury him before he left. And, and I, I think that's why he was just like, you know what, I'm done. I'm just done with this. But um, I think the Righteous ended up winning this. I, I didn't mark it on here, but I'm pretty sure they did. And that Williams, Titus, and Gresham just... just it's just a weird moment, but I like the Righteous. Vincent is a very underrated talent. Dutch, we don't know about a lot about yet, but he can go in the ring for a big guy. And Bateman, man, he's got a look and he's got a move set that are just unique and just really, really good. And look, Ring of Honor's roster's wide open, guys. You guys need to sign some people? Sign them now before they go elsewhere. Uh, let's see. Oh, we're approaching an hour. We need to get going. Um, Ring of Honor did have a I don't know. You know what? I'm not even going to talk about it. Ring of Honor had uh, Honor for All pay-per-view. It was kind of out of nowhere. They didn't, they said absolutely didn't even really build it up, didn't really do a whole lot, and then all of a sudden they're like, ta-da, we had a pay-per-view. So what? Uh, UFC Fight Night. Holloway versus Rodriguez. Let's start there. I'm going to talk about just the, the, the main wins that I really liked. <clears throat> uh, Courtney Casey with the unanimous decision over Liana Joju. Good to see Courtney Casey back in the win column. Um, Song Yadong with the KO of Julio Arce. Song Yadong. Chaos Williams back in the win column with a big uh, TKO victory over Miguel Baeza. Felicia Spencer with the KO of Leah Letson. Marcos Rosero de Lima with the TKO win over Ben Rothwell. Man, those two heavyweights could go. And in the main event, our man Max Holloway 
who can't remember if he was the favorite or not, but he wins a unanimous decision over Yair Rodriguez. These two beat the crap out of each other. Just beat the crap out of each other. They both look worse for wear by the end of it, but that's what Max does. Max takes damage and then dishes it out. It's just what he does. Now, coming up this weekend, we get another fight night, November 20th. Uh, UFC fight night, Vieira versus Tate. It is Ketlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. Look, almost any other time I take Ketlin, Misha Tate's on a mission. She's back for a reason. I think she wants the title. She wants to show everybody she can do it. I think she's going to. I'm going to take Misha Tate over Vieira. Uh, other main card action. Michael Chiesa, or Chiesa is going to take on Sean Brady. There right now. As good as Michael is, give me Sean Brady. Not because he's undefeated. Because nobody is, I think he's a favorite slightly. But a lot of people are not going to pick him. I'm going to take Sean Brady. Kyungyo Kang is going to take on Ronnie Yaya. That one's going to be fun in the Bantamweight division. I'm going to take Kyung Ho Kang to win that one. Joanne used to be Calderwood, now Joanne Wood. She recently got married. Going to take on uh, Taylor Santos. The women's flyweight division. I'm going to take Joanne Wood. And I believe there's only five on the main card. Davy Grant's going to take on Adrian Yanez. Give me the Englishman. Davy Grant to win that one. Let's see if there's any... Um, well, actually, Loma, Luke Boonme taking on Lupe uh, Godinez is going to be really good. Give me Loma. Loma's just a warrior. I like Lupe, but give me Loma. Loma is a warrior. Um, some other good fights on there. Go to UFC.com to see uh, those amazing fights there. Bellator had an event over the weekend. Let's talk about, this was uh, Bellator 271, Cyborg versus Kavanaugh. We're going to start with the main car. We'll start at the bottom. Arlene Blenko versus Pam Sorensen. Blenko gets the decision victory in that one. I think a lot of us predicted that. But a uh, good fight. Good fight. Um, Aaron Pico gets the decision win over Justin Gonzalez. A pretty good fight there as well. Uh, Linton Vassell taking out Tyrell Fortune by decision. Yep. No fireworks so far. Out of those three fights, it was they were good fights. They were good solid fights. It wasn't boring, nothing like that. But when our crowds get restless with decisions, sometimes, well, wait no longer because uh, not very long into this one, Chris Cyborg KOs Sinead Kavanaugh. Um, at this point, at this point, there's. Not a lot of competition left for Cyborg and Bellator. There's not a lot of competition in UFC for Amanda Nunes. 
What does that mean? That means if you are Scott Coker of Bellator or you are Dana White of UFC, you do whatever you possibly can to get Kayla Harrison to your organization. That's absolutely what you do. Absolutely what you do. Uh, let's see. Upcoming. Oh, we had tribute to the troops. Vivian Garcia uh, did a fantastic job doing the, you know, she's normally the PFL ring announcer. But she went back to WWE to do the ring announcing for Tribute to the Troops. A lot of it is so she can sing the national anthem, which she is probably the best in the world at. And then that led to the action. Big E went against Dolph Ziggler with Robert Roode down by ringside. Dolph is another guy that when the camera is on, he shines. Rude is really good at um, at, at uh, being at ringside when he's not in a match and really helping the match out with some emotions. Um, but Big E beats Dolph, of course. You had Bianca versus Liv. Now, this was probably taped a month ago, so let's not get, you know, Liv's being built up right now. But uh, she lost to Bianca. And this one, of course, Bianca was really big back then. And Roman took on Shinsuke Nakamura with the Usos down by ringside, who helped out a lot. And if you ever thought Shinsuke couldn't potentially be a world champion at some point, well, you need to watch this match because him and Roman go to war. And it is a fantastic match. Fantastic match. Roman, of course, wins, but Shinsuke Nakamura could be a big-time player if they build him right. Uh, that's going to pretty much do it for us. Coming up this weekend, you get Bellator, or Bellator 272 is going to be on the 3rd of December. as a while from now. Weeks. Impact Wrestling has got turning point this Saturday. So is UFC Fight Night, Ketlin Vieira versus Misha Tate. Tons of big stuff going on. Thanks for tuning in to another edition of Strong Style. I am weathering the storm here, and so is everybody else weathering the storm. Now we'll this one. We will see you guys next week. Uh, for those who listen to our other shows, expect... No idea what time tomorrow night, but expect that sports show to be sometime tomorrow night. But I am Jeremy the Impact York. We will see you guys next week. Deuces, gooses. Go watch fighting.